from the Gospel according to St. Luke. Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. I am not, in general, a great fan of the daily Eucharistic lectionary that the Episcopal Church has copied from the Roman Catholic Church. It has far too many lessons from the Apocrypha and far too few from the Pentateuch. It has more than enough lessons emphasizing the importance of priesthood and too few lessons about the role of women. But today I withdraw my complaints, at least in regard to the Gospel lesson. Because the early verses of the 17th of Luke that we have heard today are entirely absent from our Sunday and Holy Day lectionary. You could have attended the Episcopal Church on every Sunday and Holy Day since 1979 and never heard the early verses about stumbling from Luke's Gospel. They simply are not there and they are not in the revised common lectionary we adopted in 2006. And the reason, I think, nor is the parallel passage from Matthew. The reason, I think, is clear enough. This is not the friendly flower child Jesus of the 1960s who is supportive and helpful and a wonderful life coach and never says a discouraging word. That's our remake of the Victorian Jesus, but with fewer lambs in his arms. <laughs> and this is the grouchy Jesus who looks us in the eye and says, do not do this thing, it is wrong. And precisely because there are not as many of those passages in the New Testament, it does us well to listen to them and to hear them. Now, before the days of The Sopranos on television and the multiple Godfather movies, our imagination about gang life was funded by Jimmy Cagney movies and by Pulp Fiction. And there was a theme that was repeated again and again, and those still showing up from time to time in the New Yorker magazine cartoons of the cement overshoes. If you get on the wrong side of the Mafia, you will find yourself with cement overshoes being dropped into deep water to swim with the fishes. Now, it's almost entirely a literary construction. No living person would sit still for the eight hours it takes the concrete to sit up. <laughs> And when a gang belatedly last year tried to do this to a dead body, they discovered it didn't actually hold the body below the water. Someone washed up in March of last year on the Hudson River with cement overshoes and they did not hold him in place. But it was a terrifying image, at least for a child in the 1950s who stayed up too late and watched an old movie in black and white and kept me restless in my bed. What an image of what it would be like to drop into the water with cement shoes knowing you could not escape. Jesus does us one better in today's lesson and gives us an even more terrifying image. 
if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better that a millstone be put around your neck and you be cast into the sea. This is not the fuzzy Jesus. This is a Jesus who is saying, this is wrong. Now the micron, the little ones we're warned about, can be read in two ways. It can be read, as Nancy French read it this past week in a perspective piece in the Washington Post. She is an author who has co-written books with Sarah Palin. She is a conservative Christian, but she joined the Me Too movement this week with a story of what happened when she was 12 years old and was driven home from vacation Bible school by her conservative evangelical pastor who pushed his affection on her on, and it was unwanted. She ends, maybe in the South now, instead of worrying about the Ten Commandments and judge more, we should pay attention to Luke 17, 1 to 5. Jesus is angry about this kind of behavior, about the misuse, the abusing of children, and if required anti-sexual harassment training and Title Title IV training, the Episcopal Church doesn't make the point, you should remember this lesson. Jesus is angry about that kind of behavior of burning anger, which ends you with cement overshoes and worse if you do not care for the little ones. There's a second way as well in which this lesson can be read and you will find that Luke and that Matthew and Mark and their version of this story tilt in both directions. On one hand, they group this story with another passage about a child to seem as though the micron means children chronologically. But they also add a line to it, the little ones who believe in me. And so this can be read as a kind of affectionate term for Jesus' followers. In Luke, you have the disciples and the 70 and the little ones, those who believe in Jesus and seek to follow him. We do it still, don't we? We put I-E on the end of people's names and Y's we call Robert Bobs and Bobbies and Judas Judy. And if you're in the right neighborhood, you can discover that people named Jesus are called Choo Choo. In friendliness, to express a relationship, we take little names. In my family, we recycle names. We're not very good at coming up with new ones. And so we had Helen and little Helen. We had Mary and little Mary. We had Jim and Jim Boy always expressing affection. And so Jesus read in that way is saying, those who call the ones who are new in faith, those who are my beloved, those who are not disciples, those who are of the people of God, if you cause them to stumble, It would be better that you be cast into the sea with a millstone around your neck. I've noticed in myself and in others 
a habit from time to time of testing one's own faith by challenging the faith of other people. If you can convince your college roommate to stop going to church, you have permission to stop going yourself. If you can convince a friend to do something which is clearly contrary to the gospel and nothing bad happens in the short term, you feel like you have permission to do the same thing. And then there's the particular clergy version in which clergy see their role in life as destroying the faith of the little ones because they haven't yet reached the highly intellectual faith of those who are in the pulpit. C.S. Lewis was already complaining about that in the middle of the last century. Jesus gives us a severe word of caution. Our role in life is not to abuse children. Our role in life is not to destroy the faith of the little ones in faith whom our Lord deeply loves. When you next see a gangster movie, or by chance find yourself in a place where Luke 17, 1 to 5 is actually read, remember the stern warning of our Lord. He is not pleased with those who undermine the faith or distort the life of the little ones that he loves. And Jesus said to the disciples, occasion for stumbling are bound to come but woe to anyone by whom they come. Amen. Amen.